Welcome to the Notorious Scoundrels, a Star Wars Legion podcast, bringing you the latest news, general perspective, and competitive discussion. One, I swear to God, if I'm not second, I'll lose it tonight, Kyle. Hello and welcome back to the Notorious Scoundrels. We have Jay and Kyle, that's me, and Timbo. What's up, gentlemen? Yeah. I'm going to leave that little bit in the beginning, too, just so everybody knows. You, well, you were second, Jay. <laughs> yeah, that's so. true. Oh. Um, uh, we have a lot to talk about today. We're going to hit, we got yet more uh, interesting, uh, reveals is the wrong word, because we got an actual release, um, mm-hmm. yep. that release being the Shadow Collective uh, release. So there was a ton with that. We got rules for them. Obviously, we got the actual models. Uh, some people still have them in the mail. Uh, some people have them in their hands. Been p- seeing a lot of awesome postings of painted Shadow Collective Wave models. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, we'll talk about that. Uh, we got some more previews, including swoop bikes and some command cards for 501st. Uh, they did a battle report stream. Battle reports probably the wrong word because it was live. They did a battle stream live uh, last week where they previewed those, so we'll talk about those. And I'm sure that will be plenty of talks about talk to talk about because we got actual mercenary rules. We we got our hands on the real uh, mercenary rules for how to use Shadow Collective finally. So yeah, uh, but yeah. first you got some housekeeping, Jay. Always, always. Uh, if you haven't seen. We are doing something kind of special. We know that everyone wanted that uh, Gar Saxon shield that uh, ended up being a print and play um, because it missed the box for shipment from AMG or that's what they said. Anyways, uh, that's I have as much information as you do on that. And uh, so um, we decided that we would print them and send them to you for free. And so basically there's a form floating out there. I'll put a link to it in the description of this um, where you could just sign up. You just put in your email address, name and mailing address and, and we'll send you out the card uh, no matter where you are internationally. We, I just put together 500 international today um, and that is not all of them. And so, you know, we're, we're willing to ship them wherever. And uh, so you could sign up for free. Um, I'll put a link here, but that's been going really great. And I'm excited to, to be able to do that for the community and, and get them out there. Um, you know, uh, cause as much as it's nice to have the print and play, like, I know if you don't have like a professional operation, like it's never going to be quite like a real card, you know? And so luckily because of storm tide, um, you know, which is going to be my next amount announcement, but, you know, because of storm tide, we're able to produce cards. So, you know, uh, in house here at the shop. So I'm really excited about that. So it was, I'm, I'm glad we could do it for the community. And, and, uh, it's again, you know, we do like Northeast open, like we do these things that are just kind of our love, love letters to the community. And, and so there's another one, you know, just thanks for playing and being awesome and supporting us. And even if you don't support us, that's great. You get a free card, like whatever, you know, you, you get the card. So, um, you know, make sure you sign up for that. If you're playing Gar Saxon, you want a shield, uh, at least a printed card for, for yourself. Um, and then that second part of that is um, I'm very excited to announce that uh, this next box of Stormtide, we were on hi- hiatus for a couple months, but this next one coming up in July, starting with this next one, we will be a hundred percent American made on all of Stormtide. So, um, 
uh, like even the even the um, materials themselves are American made. And and listen, I'm not <clears throat> that isn't a slight to the international folks at all. What all that means to me personally is that there's a cattail in front of Kyle's camera. Um, <laughs> no, all that all that means to me is that um, we have more control over our supply chain now and and we're producing all the content ourselves and all the prints now ourselves, which just allows us to have just a better control, better distribution, better shipping, like uh, delays will not happen. Um, anymore like i'm very excited about this and so um you know thank you for everyone who's been uh signed up for stormtide and has been supporting stormtide um you know it's very exciting to do this now so and these gar saxon shield cards are kind of like our first um run with our new machinery that allows us to do cards so i'm i'm very excited about this um let's see what else we, uh, you know, we have ton of Shadow Collective. We don't have the um, the uh, core box in right now, but we're hoping to get more soon. Um, but we have tons of the everything else. So, you know, go up to the store. If you haven't gotten your stuff yet, we have a ton of stock right now. So go ahead and buy uh, from us. That'd be great. And then also, if you uh, like our blogs, we've been putting out a ton of two two blogs a week now, which is very exciting. Um, if you've liked our blogs or our, or our podcast, you know, support us on Patreon. That's great. That's how we take care of these folks and and make sure they're still happy to write for us. So, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So I think I don't know. I guess that's it, Kyle. Right. That's a lot. Um, All of it, awesome. So. Oh, you know what? One more. I wanted to put this at the top of the. Uh, this time so if you guys haven't seen our list building tool legion hq uh go to legionhq.thefifthtrooper.com we've actually introduced uh, a bunch of new um uh, tools i guess in it features features yeah that's probably the best word like you could calculate kill points now so if you're in a match and it comes down to points killed you can actually calculate that right in your list builder now on your phone and then we also have a dice roller um that you can simulate dice rolls so you can select your dice pool attack dice pool between red black and white and you can simulate that so a couple bunch of new features there more coming on on the way the other really neat thing too is legion quick guide if you don't know about legionquickguide.com it's a really simple to use alphabetical listing of the rules reference and now the forums so whenever you go to a rules listing if there are forum entries that are compelling enough that change you know affect the rule like there's silly ones that are just kind of clarifications of the rules questions yeah. that didn't really seem like they need to be in this but if it's something that's consequential enough um we've now added a link to that in the legion quick guide so uh, you have one point of reference for all the rules for legion now and that's uh, legionquickguide.com so very excited about those two tools 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 yeah, you no say more that word enough it gets weird tools yeah no yeah, more no more forum more it's, uh no more forum searching um or faq searching for something specific just go to legion quick guide the core rules are all there and the relevant faqs are all there too so yeah that's super exciting yep very awesome all in one stop shop one stop shop 
Two um, walls. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what a All bunch in one of tools. Spot. That's what I wanted to say. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, without further ado, adieu. Um, how about we open with the Shadow Collective rules and then we'll get to the, the previews? Does that sound good? All right. Spicy. So maybe people actually listen to the end of the show. Um, <laughs> so, so we did get a uh, RRG update uh, mm-hmm. last week. By update, it is nothing in the actual text of the RRG has changed. They just added all of the new keywords um, that uh, are in the Shadow Collective wave, which is fine. Uh, I wasn't necessarily expecting any core rule changes. The game's in a great place anyway, so I think yeah. that's fine. Um, there was one note, which we will get to when we get to swoops, but the overrun entry actually did change. Um, that's in the, basically in the chunk of new keywords that's after the RRG. Um, but, and there was no blue text, so a lot of people missed that one. But um, that is a new entry for overrun, presumably to account for swoops which we'll get to. Um, but yeah, don't be like combing through the RRG to see if any random rules clarifications or anything made it in there because they didn't. So, yep. um, which is fine. But uh, for those that were expecting points or something, um, they didn't tell us to expect points. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I don't know what else to say. I just like to I was point all, this out. Yeah. I was real confused. Like all these people kept messaging me going, you think there'll be points updates? I go, no. Yeah, like they like, don't come at this time. They usually come in the fall, number one. And number two, they didn't tell us they would be points updates. So why would why would right. those be here? Yeah. They, I mean, for one, they've said that they're going to stop basically doing the yearly updates and just doing it, quote, as needed, which I know some people interpret it as like more often. I interpret yeah. that as actually less often. But Same. Yeah. Um, it, anyway, it's ambiguous. Um, regardless, uh, even if they had been on that schedule we would not be expecting anything until the fall they told us to expect rules for shadow collective and that's what we got so um sorry people that didn't get points updates i would love some too there's i mean the game's in a great spot for the most part there's some like super minor like very small tweaks uh that you could do i think but other than that like you know i'd like to say like a lot of people have been talking about uh republic needing tweaks Here's the thing, folks. I don't think they do. I think what you need to do is play Republic more and get good. That's that's get good, nerds. That's what feel, you got to do. I feel personally attacked, Jay. <laughs> yeah. Well, <laughs> Kyle, if you didn't waffle so much, I think you'd be better at the game, uh, uh, frankly. Maybe. <laughs> um, no, listen, I think I think what we what you have to do is wait and see what Shadow Collective does for for, you know, for the Republic, it's going to be a little bit. It may help some, but I think there's lists out there that are very good and just need tweaking and more reps. Like I think, you know, the Yoda Padme thing is really tight and I hate it and I lose to it all the time because it's really hard to play against. And I think just exploring more, Uh, maybe there's a couple adjustments short that need to be made, but I think that there's ways around it. Yeah. I mean, Look, it, you could say you could certainly say that Republic has a handful of competitive lists that you could bring to a tournament and have, have a reasonable shot yeah. at winning. Yeah. Um, I think the primary complaint, uh, speaking as someone that has played them recently, um, 
I mean, there's really two. We've talked about them on this podcast, so I don't want to go down this rabbit hole because we have lots of other things rabbit to talk to. Hole. But, rabbit hole. But <laughs> basically, just that their internal balance is off. Yeah. Like, yes, they have a handful of of competitive builds, but that's what they have, right? Yeah. Um, they don't have the same kind of variety of competitive builds that the other factions have. Which I think, even if you like set aside the between faction balance, um, I think that's pretty valid. And then the other is just that because of how they play, uh, they're very unforgiving of mistakes. Um, it's hard to make like an all comers Republic list. Um, if you run up against a bad table or a bad matchup, you're just kind of screwed. Um, and I think that's less true of the other factions, whether that's something you can actually address with points or not, or that's just a nature of the beast with the way that Republic is. I don't know. Um, we can save that topic for another show, but well, I would like Kyle, Mr. Crybaby, I'd like to point you to a top eight participant in the recent ACO, one Evan the Raccoon Bullris, who brought a list that no one saw coming for Republic and did very well. Uh, so, And then he got practically tabled in the first round in the, in the cut. So no offense to Evan. I love you, Evan. Um, it, I'm just saying, like, yes. He really doesn't like Magna Guard. Sure. Yep. There's yep. a lot of people that share that opinion. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, but yeah, anyways, I'm just saying, yeah. like, he made top yeah, yeah. eight, and I understand. Which is great. Yeah. And yeah. I understand, but he did, but that wasn't the. I think a lot of people could go, well, was that the first CIS list he faced at ACO? No. Was that actually the first think set of Republic Magna is, Guards? No. I actually think Republic is really good against droids. Yeah. Having so, again, having played them, a I lot just recently. want to counter your argument that in case anyone's like, "Well, it was yeah, a yeah. CIS?" No, he played. I think almost a majority of his games were against CIS. Yeah. So I'm just saying there's options. Maybe you got to practice more, Kyle. That's all I'm saying. Maybe, <laughs> maybe you're not. Well, playing. that's definitely true. Yeah. I need to practice more <laughs> and quit um, switching. That's undisputable. Lists. Yeah. Just pick a list to play it, man. <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna have played. <laughs> I'm gonna have played the list before I go to Nova Open. I will have played that list at least once. All right, good. Which will be a departure from <laughs> <laughs> recent trend. Um, <laughs> anyway, um, yeah, Shadow Collective uh, is probably what I'm going to play for Nova Open. That or Boba Fett. We'll see. Um, but we got some rules. You, you guys want to run through these real quick? Not really. But we can. <laughs> okay. Timbo, would you like to run through these real quick? Of course. All right. Good man. How, how do you how do you do Shadow Collective? Tell tell us what it, what it, what is how do you feel to Shadow Collective? <laughs> so Shadow Collective. So there there is this special page on the AMG site that you you know you need to find on the AMG site, but it's there, and it's a two page document that sort of lays out how Shadow Collective works as a whole, and basically all these sort of Shadow Collective models are mercenaries. They're sort of officially mercenaries, and then they all have affiliations. And then Shadow Collective Battle Force tells you what units can be put into it as a whole. So that's it's not a faction, but for the Shadow Collective models we have right now, they can kind of be used as a faction just because they all fit in the Battle Force. I'm sure as things are, there's more mercenary models in the future. I mean, even right now, like Boba Fett is a mercenary, but not in Shadow Collective. So things will probably get weirder as things go on. But right now, you can almost think of Shadow Collective as a faction, but it's not officially one. <laughs> yeah, and the, do you want to talk about their org chart? They have a yes, 
Yep, I was just, I had to scroll. I, I had to scroll okay. one whole page down to get to it. Okay, so org chart. And this is a little bit spicier than usual. So it is interesting. Uh, we start with commander. We need to have a minimum of one commander. But also you get three other optional commander slash operative slots, which means so you have to take one commander, but you can take uh, three operatives. You could take four commanders. You could take uh, three commanders and an operative, whatever sort of, Com uh, whatever combination of four commanders and operatives you want, as long as one of them is a commander. On top of that, uh, core, you have two to six. So that's one less than a usual faction. So uh, if right now, um, lists are very expensive, so you might not be, you might just need to fill your core, uh, lists out with a bunch of core, but it is an option to just take two core. Uh, up to four special forces. So four Mandalorians can be fielded just bare bones, you don't need entourage. Uh, three support as usual, and then two heavy as usual. So the primary difference is being the four special forces, uh, the minimum two core instead of three. Um, yep. The basically essentially shared commander and operative slot. Um, and then um, the fact that... Uh, Unlike, I mean, we can get into the mercenary rules for the other factions, but unlike the other factions, um, they essentially like ignore the rules about caps on mercenaries as well as whether mercenaries yes. count towards yeah. minimums. So you can have as many mercenaries as you want, assuming, of course, you're within those normal force org uh, maximums, and then you can use mercenaries to fulfill your minimums, which makes sense because the entire roster of units that is listed as eligible for shadow collective is mercenaries. <laughs> so um, essentially you ignore the fact that they're mercenaries uh, for list building purposes. Um, yeah. On the table, there's still rules that govern mercenaries, which we can talk about, but like for list construction purposes, they're just like normal units. I like yeah. though that they're maxed out and I'll tell you why, because then I really only have to think about like from a core unit perspective is maybe painting three sets of them. And then I know I could like, that's as many as I'll be able to feel. If, if you're not playing shadow, Collective. if I'm not playing yes. shadow collective, right. Yeah. If I'm playing rebels, let's say, and I want to take pikes, I, you know, I, I can only with underworld connections, I can only take three. So I only need three units really painted. If that, if that were my goal, I mean, I'm going to end yep. up painting everything uh, and multiple versions of everything, but you know, that's, yeah, that's kind of the, I, I I don't know. It, you got you got to look at the positives. Yeah, no, I, it makes sense to me. Um, it it was confusing to people when it first came out. Several <laughs> things: the fact that it's not in the core rules, like the the mercenary yeah. rules are in the Shadow Collective Battle Force PDF, which is yeah, a little um, bit weird. A little bit weird. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so if you're looking for the mercenary rules, go to that PDF. We I guess we can talk about those real quick too. Yep. Just the, how, how does another faction, how does a faction uh, field mercenaries? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and they specifically call out in the first sentence of it, mercenary units are not loyal to any one of the game's four factions. So just a fun little you yep. know, salt in everyone. But um, basically, so you can bring mercenary units that have the little sort of small faction icon in on their unit card. Um in that those little dots that occasionally are grayed out for some reason, but they're there. Um, and you can bring a ma uh, maximum of two core units or and one unit of every other rank 
of mercenaries to your factional armies. Um, that can be increased with underworld connections to three core or two of a, one, any particular rank of mercenaries, um, which is important for like double bounty lists, for instance, will have to take a copy of underworld connections now. Um, otherwise, they will not be able to field double bounty. So there's there's one important nuance there too, which is that allies of convenience does not stack. Yes. Um, yes, of course. So having two copies of Underworld Connections does nothing for you from any organizational standpoint. Um, you know, yeah. you you could still potentially get some use out of the May issue orders bit of that, um, but it doesn't stack for purposes of unit maximums. Uh, it's also quite clear there was some speculation like, does this let you break? The force org, the answer is no. Um, there's no way to field, you know, three bounty hunters in Empire, for example, both because you're maxed out at two because it doesn't stack, but also because you can't have three operatives and this doesn't let you break the normal force org. It just increases the number of mercenary units you can have. So, yeah, Underworld Connections also doesn't break the force org for like Shadow Collective either. Correct. Yep. The only, if the only thing it does in Shadow Collective is allow the, whatever commander it is to issue orders to any of the mercenary units. Right. Which it makes sense why Mole and Gar Saxon would have that, um, you know, so they can issue orders to everybody. Um, but yeah, the, it doesn't affect their force org, Shadow Collective's force org whatsoever. So um, yeah, I, I dig this. Uh, I'm, I'm always, you know, coming from 40K, which, uh, <laughs> you know, they call it like Imperial Soup right or chaos stoop uh there i don't know what it's like now but when i quit 40k or when i last played 40k i have not quit 40k technically um no no one ever no one <laughs> no, one no one ever, ever quits. really quits <laughs> yeah i still have the miniatures in my basement i've played exactly one game since legion came out but um <laughs> anyway uh when i stopped playing 40k um they um uh you could base there was like a lot of leeway as to what units you could field with other units from other factions, etc. And it caused like all kinds of problems. I was super nervous about that when I saw that this was a thing for Legion. Um, I think how they've done this organizationally with the mercenary caps and the fact that you know, like the core units have self-preservation and um that they don't count towards your minimums and stuff like that, um makes me feel a little better about it from a yeah. balanced perspective. Um, so I mean, you you have to sacrifice a fair bit like to bring mercenary units into factional armies. Yep. Um, and I, some of the time it'll definitely be worth it, but you're not just willy nilly throwing them in for no reason. Right. And if and if you are, you're it's not going to be probably very effective because they're going to panic off the table because they don't have a commander or something. So. Yep. Yeah, I dig it. Um, they also, part of this document is the affiliations um, part, little uh, thing. Um, and it just sort of defines what all the little factions are, sorry, not factions, affiliations that we've been seeing on the cards are. Um, just gives them a name as we kind of already knew, know, but those are now uh, described. And uh, the hand is it's called Mall Loyalist. So. Yeah, and then we've got uh, rogues, which, which I think the, which is the bounty, bounty hunters. hunters. 
And then you've got the other ones that we already knew, Pikes, Black Sun. Um, and then the crossed axes is Raiders, right? Raiders, yeah. Okay. Raiders uh, of the Lost Ark. Yeah. Um, so that would be uh, and, swoops in the AA5. Yeah. And, and an interesting little nuance here is like, so the affiliations can issue orders to each other, like a Black Sun can issue an order to a Black Sun. Because um, Cad Bane has a card that issues orders to other things as well so cad bane can actually issue orders to rogues because he is a rogue so like a double bounty list and it goes cad bane he can actually issue order to another bounty hunter which is um just an interesting little like how that works <laughs> yeah and that's the same if you, if you put like a comms relay or something on him or boba fett it's the yeah. same now it's important uh <laughs> there were some fairly elaborate decision trees that people were putting out trying to understand like the affiliation order giving thing um it's much better to think about it much easier to think about it from the receiving end uh basically if um a a mercenary unit so this only applies to mercenary units can only receive an order from a unit of the same affiliation unless that unit has the allies of convenience keyword that's like all you need to know basically people were like can cad bane issue a b1 droid and it's like well is the b1 droid a mercenary then yes, because you never reach that, like, you know, they're not a mercenary, so you never reach that check. Like, it doesn't matter that Cad Bane is a mercenary, he can issue orders to be ones because they're not mercenaries. And you never hit that restriction. So, yep. yeah. is the unit a mercenary? Yes or no? If the answer is no, don't care. Do whatever you want. Um, yeah. So, yep. uh, yeah. That's it. Um, what, now that we know how to actually field them, what shadow collective or mercenary lists are you guys excited to actually field i um i've been thinking a lot of i really like the the minimum two on the core and so like i've been thinking a lot about uh like a mall and mandalorian like list you know because uh you know with uh rook cast you can you get the uh what is it ready retinue yeah yep. retinue i thought that was the word but for some reason i was like wait is that the word uh you get the retinue with mall which is kind of cool and so i i like coming up with like a like a mandalorian and mall like super list that's gonna so formulating it i i don't know what would be in it 100 percent, but i have some ideas of how i would build it so i'm excited about that i mean i think my my first list has not changed much. It's just I've made Maul a commander, but it's Maul, a bunch of pikes, a bus to throw aims to everyone, and then a box on unit to go in the bus. And just, that'll probably be, it's 10 acts. <laughs> yeah, so. that seems really good. Yep. Um, I, I, was, I was a little bit skeptical when I briskly saw their unit roster initially that they would actually be able to consistently get to 10 activations. Uh, because if you look at the other factions out of the core box, um, that was pretty difficult. But the fact that, the, I mean, they, you know, they don't have strike teams, but they can take up to four commanders and their commanders are 45 to 50 points. So those guys are basically like your strike teams for Shadow Collective. Um, and the, their core, I mean, clearly you can load them up with upgrades and stuff, but their core are also relatively inexpensive. So um, yeah. I think with a shadow collective list, unless you're running some crazy, like, you know, four Mando list, um, you can and should probably be shooting for 10 activations. 
if not yeah. more with if you're taking like swoops i would say you should probably be shooting for like 11 um yeah yeah, yeah. i mean like the the like the pikes are only 40 points and the pike soldiers with the gun is only 64 64 yeah and the whip is so, 50 so. yeah so you can you kind of you can pr- build a pretty strong backbone of pretty cheap uh accordion units that'll help pad everything out yeah you can even do like um i really like the 80 point pikes the ones with the uh the yep. disruptor and the um the capo uh you know you've got um the disruptor is not as good as the rebel dlt uh because it doesn't have critical but um it's dice are a little better and if you give them the capo then they're they also get one search token per turn that they can spend which is kind of like it's not as good as having critical obviously but it's still converting a surge to paint so if you're not dealing with a ton of damage reduction like dodges or cover um, it's actually a little bit better than the rebel dlt um you know especially in that range three band um and then defensively obviously they don't have nimble but they do have danger sense um, and they can get more dodges generally because of how the aid thing works um so i think defensively it's probably a wash with like the rebel trooper dlt captain um which is a long way to say that i think they're pretty good if they're comparable to the rebel dlt captain because that's a very good unit so um yeah clearly they get a little expensive at 80 points and you're kind of you know points ties are a thing and you're trading like if you lose a pike unit and your opponent isn't running like phase twos then you've probably traded down if you lose a pike and they lose some other core unit um but uh, they're nice and beefy, which is good. So the, um, I mean, the black suns do like the, the me- like so this black sun I have in this list would be a, a magnet plus a black like a plus a vigo, um, which is only eighty points as well, and it throws a boatload of dice. It's it's gross. <laughs> if you put it in a bus, like yeah. range one is super short, but if they're in a bus anyway, like yeah. you know, yeah. range one is going to be a lot less of a concern. Yeah. <laughs> The um the pike capos too are also like in terms of like objective grab and unit pikes in general are quite adept because they get a free dodge and danger sense. So like compared to like a forty point rebel trooper squad just sort of in your back lines doing stuff, they're just way more survivable because they're gonna knock a first hit off and like if they get hit hit a couple times, the danger sense might keep them alive and um and like against high velocity, which is starting to show up a little bit more. Um, they actually have a defense, which is danger sense. So, kind of, it doesn't really work that yeah. well against Pierce, which is where you're going to be yeah. mostly Most seeing it. high velocity. I, I mean, it's, it's kind of a slot machine, but yeah, every, every I mean, once in a while, yeah, yeah, you'll get something. Every out once of it. in a while, you'll get something out of it. And like, oh, and then if an AAT rolls up, you'll actually have yeah. a little right, like because AATs can kind of wash Rebel DLTs, cap, um, but uh, yeah, so, yeah. I think where that danger sense, like where you're going to see it start to matter is um, not the first couple of times you shoot a pike unit, but like where you're trying to finish off that last model or two and they've accumulated like, you know, two to four suppression from you shooting them previously. Um, that's when that danger sense is going to be kind of annoying. Like it's going to be, pikes are going to be easier to damage than rebel troopers, but they're going to be harder to finish, I think, because of yeah. how that danger sense kind of scales with them getting shot repeatedly. Yeah. Well, like the the dodge, like one or two dodges, sometimes three dodges they'll have for the first shot will protect them against the first shot. 
or more or less protecting and then the danger starts just kicking up it just gets progressively harder to kill them yeah i mean it's only what is it two uh you know it's not like it's not like yeah, it's only two, so or anything yeah, like that so, it's, so i mean it's yeah it's not invincible it's not crazy. by any means yeah but like especially like late game where everyone's units are pretty hammered like dice pulls are really only like five or six dice anyway so you're yeah. really only forcing like one or two through cover then that danger sense really starts to matter for sure yeah i i think for me i like as i've been playing rebels a lot right like i was playing with a lot of rebel lists but you could do like a pike syndicate capo with underworld connections and the supplies a rebel officer with vigilance portable scanner three rebel troopers with the dlt and the specialist three pike syndicate with the disruptor three snipers and two laser cannons that's 13 activations for 799 and uh most of your range is minimum four (laughs) yeah well I, so I was actually in my like Luke DLT list. I was actually considered changing one of my rebel officers for Capo, not actually putting in Pike units, but it saves you five points. Um, yeah. And then it's also like a more defensible objective grabber because I often use my officers as ob- objective grabbers, but when they're only four wounds and rarely have any defensive tech on them, at least the Capo will have a dodge and then danger sense. So does it save you five points? They're, they're both 45. Uh. Maybe I'm. I don't think it saves you five points. Maybe it doesn't. Both, yeah, they're both forty-five. Uh, maybe well, maybe you were thinking doing. with your upgrades. Maybe 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 I just saw it was the same and went. Oh yeah, cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because you still want to put vigilance on him. Yeah, yeah well, no, yeah. I, I think that's what my brain actually did was. Oh, they're the same. This is just a more like because I often have one of my officers run forward with my guys, yeah, yeah. and then they often get punked off by some shot that finds around a corner or something. Yep. Whereas the, the pike would actually be able to defend against that a little bit better. So. Yep. The downside of consider- course being that you can't use take cover on yeah. your rebel troopers, but I could also see in that five DLT book list, replacing the fifth DLT with um, a pike, one of those 80 yep. point pikes. Um, clearly yep. that you'd have to, you know, I think that list runs 798. So you'd have to find those extra three points somewhere, but um because you know vigilance only works on two units per copy which means that most you're talking about four units and then if you have if your fifth unit is a pike then you, they're, they're essentially taking care of themselves with independent at the start of the turn so yep um i could definitely see that if you can figure out where to get those points from yep um yeah i'm personally there's 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 really like five things that i want to run um <laughs> I know you're making fun of me for waffling earlier. No, what do you um, mean? I don't remember that. <laughs> they're all they're all sim- they're all reasonably similar though. Um, the first one is double bounty staps with droids. Um, Cad Bane. Oh, well, oh, we're, oh, we're bringing non shadow collectibles into this. Oh boy. Yeah, yeah. Not just purely. <laughs> I'm going to talk. I have two shadow collectibles. Okay. Yeah. Um, shadow collective and or mercenaries um so yeah double bounty stats uh you can actually get that up to 11 activations and still have uh some points left over for b1 heavies um it's basically like cad bane and bosk with relatively minimal upgrades but you're talking about like hunter and then like you know duck and cover and situational awareness and some combination in cad bane um the t-series with allies of convenience because you need that to field two bounty hunters uh for the b1s with heavies pick a poison there um one naked b1 and then three steps 
with an HQ uplink and two link targeting arrays. And that comes out to like roughly 790, um, somewhere in there. So enough for a bid. And like, you can just make a dumb objective deck, like just do breakthrough, <laughs> bombing run, uh, KP and recover. Cause Cad Bane's really good at recover. <laughs> yeah. And then you can, you also have all your, all face ups except for the bounty hunters every turn. If you get yep. relay on Cad Bane. Um, so then you're also proccing independent every turn with perfect order control on the bounty hunters. So, um, I mean, Cad Bane and Bosk in CAS are just what, whatever variety of whatever you put with them. Um, like, I've seen some pretty nasty looking, like Ion Spider plus Boss yeah, lists, yeah, yeah, which yeah. is like, yeah, I'm just gonna have an artillery section back here at range four. Yeah. <laughs> And those are those are probably better, especially in the mirror. Like my worry with yeah. fielding a list like that sap list would be that you run into one of those lists with the double ion spider, and then your staps are basically yeah. useless. Um, yeah. Don't get me wrong; they can flank and stuff. I get it, but like I've I've used critical against armor; it is not reliable. <laughs> um, sometimes you spike, and it works like impact does. Sometimes you just don't roll surges. So. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, I'd rather have like Empire speeder bikes in that matchup. But anyway, um, yeah, that would be my worry with a list like that would be Ion Spiders. But um, uh, the, the two Shadow Collective lists I want to run are um, Double Bounty with uh, just a bunch of pikes, Some of, many of which have, I think most of which, I think you can fit with the 80-point pikes and then some pike capo commanders. Um, and you can get it up to 10 and have like four or five of those 80-point pikes plus one of the black sun dudes um so i think that's potentially a good it certainly like if i can think of a double bounty list where the only thing you care about timing wise are your bounty hunters uh from shadow collective i think that's it um i'd also like to do roughly the same thing with mole instead of the bounty hunters but mm. and then i have some um, hairbrain schemes with swoops uh but i'm not actually <laughs> sure they're good which we can get to so yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's me. And then Boba Fett with uh, uh, Empire Gunline. Basically my ACO list, but swap in Boba Fett for Vader. And then you can even get like, you can get that up to 12 activations or you can just beef out your existing 11 activations. So, um, yeah, that's what, those are all the things I want to try. <laughs> yeah. I, I also actually do want to try some Mando stuff. Um, just cause like I, I've had some fun playing with Sabine in the past and I yeah. think, I, I those think those models are so cool looking too. Oh, they're so cool. And yeah. I, I also think putting the, like putting a bus behind it gives it a little bit of survivability with the medic, um, with the medic. And then also like, I think a bus with a medic and an aimbot in it and you can just kind of wherever, wherever you pull, wherever you need the bus to go, it's like, give it some aims, give it some medic. Um, I don't know how good it'll be, but I, I, do, I do really like the look of Gar. Um, I'm not sure if he's super good, but I, especially for like casual, like game nights kind of stuff, um, I could even easily see myself playing a list like that. Yeah, I think it actually could be pretty good, honestly. Yeah. Um, the, I know that the Rebel Mandos are kind of frowned upon these days, but, um, you know, the Shadow Collective Mandos have range three, which, yep. Yes, they huge don't, thing. <laughs> they don't hit quite as hard because they don't surge, but range three is big when you're talking about avoiding dying, which is yeah. frankly the Mando's biggest problem. Damage has never been their issue. So 
um, they also, I mean, the one Mando unit in Rebels that has done pretty well is Clan Ren, and part yeah. of the reason is they get a token every turn, and they and, have more, a lot more wings than the normal Mando. Unit. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, it, just just that one token is also important, and yep. the all the the Shadow Collective Mandos are going to get at least one token every turn, whether they get an order or not. Mm. And then if you run it with Gar, they're going to often have two tokens of some Gar kind. Gar Saxon. So yeah, yeah but, what a Mr. Saxon. Yep. Um, so I, 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 I think um, you can see some of the, the benefits of Clan Ren being brought to sort of more units of Mandos in Shadow Collective. So that might, it'd be interesting to play around with, see, see what floats the surface. Yeah. I, I would just manage your expectations a little bit relative oh. <laughs> to Clan Ren because, you know, yes. like, like that. They have 50% more health than a normal yeah. Mando unit, which is a lot. <laughs> I mean, four Mandos roll four red dice and oh, they're dead. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like it's four wounds versus six. That's a big difference. Yeah. It's, um, and yeah, I mean, that's the kind of stuff that I don't think I would ever take it to a big tournament. Just sort of preying on uh, surging red saves is usually not the answer. Yeah. Um, but uh, for for even like three game day like what like one day tournaments sounds like a fun time yeah i'm down I'm down with that i'm definitely gonna pay my mandos because they look amazing oh yeah um speaking of things that look amazing uh why don't we talk about swoops uh. <laughs> the models let me clarify yes. the models look amazing <laughs> <laughs> um Jay, you want to hit it at the unit card here? Yeah, sure. Uh, so they are a unit. Uh, they are. <laughs> oh boy. They are a go. support unit. Uh, no, very similar to like speeder bikes. They come with two models. These guys can be run either in the Shadow Collective or they could be run in Rebels or uh, Republic, which is cool. Uh, they come with a comms slot, they're 70 points. On average, uh, they have cover one. They have independent aim one or dodge one, which is great. Uh, they have reinforcements, which means you could deploy them uh, after all units without reinforcements have deployed. That's a classic speeder bike problem, right? Is when do I deploy them? Uh, speeder one, uh, which is cool. Same as speeder bikes. They've got around three health. Um, they have <laughs> white dice for defense. They surge to hit and they crit to dodge which is great uh, we, haven't, we haven't seen that before <laughs> yeah so that's we'll amazing that crit to block <laughs> yep um <laughs> no obviously a typo they they surge to surge they surge to block. to block yeah uh they have this this is kind of uh you know the some of the interesting stuff is they don't have um a crazy range three weapon like speeder bikes do they have a range two which is a heavier heavy blaster pistol which is a red black then they have their vibro x which is an overrun which is a red two white and it has overrun one which doesn't count as a regular attack it does not so and there's one thing that is not on the unit card that is actually very important for these guys um and might mean that they're still good even though their attacks are not uh which is that they are on atrt sized bases this is a two-model bike unit. On I think it's also the same size that the bark bases are. Um, yeah. 
But this is a much chunkier base than the normal yeah. two-man bike unit base. Oh, and there's speed Which, three. Sorry, I missed. And there's speed three. Yeah. Yep. So that means and a couple can... things. Uh, they move faster, like a lot faster. Um, I want to say that the RT base is about two and a half inches long. You guys can it's, correct me. If... It's it's almost double a speeder bike. Okay, because I think the speeder bike is about one and a half. Yeah, um, I... it might be a little yeah. more than two and a half. Anyway, it's it's far. It's big. Yeah, which means that these boys move really fast. Um, it also means since there's two models. Uh, that they take up a lot of space, <laughs> yeah. um, which can be its own lame and cheesy, but nonetheless valid strategy, which is blocking, right? Like if you've got a KP, you know, and since, since now you can do compulsory moves at the end instead of at the beginning of your turn, do some compulsory moves to displace some homies on, uh, like on your opponent's side of the KP and they're not going to be able to touch it yeah. <laughs> depending on what size and shape it is. Um, you can do the same thing with like other objectives like payload or, you know, there's, there's a lot of utility in blocking generally with vehicles. Um, and the fact that you have like two RT sized bases on each of these for possibly a total of six, if you're feeling three swoops, um, I think is not to be discounted. Um, which is, I think a little unfortunate. I'd, I'd prefer if like a unit's value didn't derive so heavily from, um, I don't want to call it cheese because it's it's like a valid thing that you can do in the game, but essentially something that has nothing to do with their attacks or their unit card. <laughs> um, anyway, yeah, should we talk about how Overrun works? Because we got a new Overrun entry in the RG. Yeah, can we? Because I kind of I kind of tuned out for the whole weekend okay. about the permutations about how that was going to work. Yeah, so it is it is very confusing. <laughs> um, so the short version is that the overrun keyword does stack but not in the way that you think it does <laughs> yeah it's exactly opposite yeah so um if you have two models in this unit they do have overrun two but if that's the case uh i believe the excuse me um the wiki fluttercraft um yep. took me a second has overrun two, right? Correct, yes. Yeah, so the Wookiee's Fluttercraft's overrun two works essentially that like you can make two overrun attacks, but you need to make them on separate moves. So if you make two separate moves, then you can make two separate overrun attacks. Um, it is the same with the bikes. If you have overrun two, which would be the case when you have two bikes, then you can make two separate overrun attacks on two separate moves. However, you cannot combine the dice from the multiple models into those overrun pools. Um, you only ever get three dice on an overrun attack, which is the red, white, white. Um, so <laughs> personally, I think that is both considerably less intuitive and also like objectively worse. Um, oh, much worse. Like significantly worse. I, I get that at the end of the day, it's in a theory, the same number of dice, but that means you have to spend another action moving instead of aiming or something. Um, yep. You also have to move over two enemy units, probably two separate enemy units, because unless you're doing some crazy maneuvers, you're going to have trouble, you know, because these guys don't have reposition like the Fluttercraft does. You're going to have trouble moving over the same unit twice. Yeah. Um, so you're going to have to spread these attacks out. 
um, you're going to have to start close to your first target because you can't like, you know, triple move and then on your third move, make two attacks. Um, so you basically need to start roughly 10 inches from your first target, which is really close for a bike. Um, so yeah, uh, the bottom line is the way that this rule works makes it a lot harder to actually get all your dice on target in a way that makes the bikes safe. <laughs> yeah. Because um, like in an ideal activation for like, I mean, attacking would be two moves, two overrun attacks, and then an attack, like a regular attack with the pistols. With the pistols, right? yeah. yeah. Yeah, which is, I mean, so you're, your time on target is basically you're just in the opponent's army. <laughs> right. Which in addition to like being hard to pull off, and this is a, another problem with these guys, takes a long time to resolve. Yep. 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 Yeah, I mean, I think I don't know. It's interesting. And I think maybe um, maybe with I don't know, maybe with Republic Maybe with rebels, I maybe I don't know. You could find ways to like block out. You know, maybe you run you run the you run these swoop bikes with like uh with the A five, and you kind of run them behind it, using that to block any like attacks on the on the way in, and then you're kind of whittling things down, and then you let the bikes finish off. I I think there's some maybe some use cases. It just seems like, I mean, it's hard enough as someone who has run speeder bikes a number of times, it's hard enough to run speeder bikes when you can shoot six dice at range three, uh, you know, so <laughs> to, in order to use the thing I care the most about with this, I, I have to like get near people. Not, not great for white, white dice. You know, yeah. I, I mean, I, I do want to try a like, Double A five. One of them has the rating party leader to give all these guys demoralize one, yeah. and then one of the AA fives has reckless driver, and just sort of like push five units of uh, steel at your opponent. <laughs> That's going like, to be really unpleasant to yeah. do. To like, oh, it'd be a nightmare. <laughs> it's also going to take. I mean, I don't even want to get into the chess clock discussion, but like, can you imagine how long it would take to do your turn with five displacing vehicles <laughs> that are fast? Yep. Uh, I can't I can't even imagine. I hate everything about the displacement mechanic. I wish that it, I don't know what 40k is like now again, but like when I left 40k, the one thing that they did right was vehicles. And basically like vehicles couldn't move over units. You just they had a melee attack basically. Like even tanks had a melee attack. Everything had a melee attack. So like, you know, displacement wasn't a thing. You just if something's in a vehicle's way, you just attack it, it with your <laughs> tank treads <laughs> yeah. um and it's that's like it's like way simpler to resolve um clearly that would require something like an overhaul of legion but um and chess clocks also probably kind of resolve this because if you want to take a bunch of time displacing things that's going to be on you um but yeah i could i could foresee some like nightmare scenarios where you play like an aggro multi-swoop aa5 list you just kind of like brush them all at your opponent and you spend three hours displacing things and then you know time gets called and your opponent isn't anywhere close to the objectives <laughs> yeah like well, and you're on turn I three mean, you know <laughs> and uh two box on units jumped out of those aa5s like, right yeah <laughs> like 
I don't know. Or you, could, just... or you could even put like the Pike Syndicate with the Electro Whip in there and like immobilize things. So, like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so you put you you push them out and then you whip them so they can't even move to get back to the objective, anyways. Yeah. Oh, that was just being yeah. awful. Please, please, <laughs> please do not do that, people. Um... Too late. Already building my list. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah. I, so, yeah, I'm. I'm skeptical that these will be a good like attacking unit. Um, I guess we'll see. If you get everything on target in that ideal scenario, it is um, more dice than like a normal speeder bike attack would be. Um, but it's spread out over three different attacks, probably three different, at least two different units, uh, and you have to be really close. So um, I'm skeptical that these are going to be good attackers. I think they could still be good units because of their speed. Uh, their ginormous bases and the fact that you can do things like combine them with double bounty for a ridiculous objective deck. Um, I mean, these guys are going to be really good at delivering bombs and scoring breakthrough. So, um, I mean, you can also, like, if you have the writing party leader, you could put three suppression on one unit, which yep. is not nothing. Right? It gives you demoralize more, them. more with compulsory moves. Well, while you demoralize them, land on them, shoot them. That's three. Oh, right. Sorry. Yes. Three suppression with one swoop. And then each of your swoops yes. can do that. Yeah. 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 Each, each swoop can do three suppression. Yeah. Yep. Which is decent. That's, that adds up pretty quickly. Um, yeah. And suppression does matter. I've really enjoyed when I ran the Empire list today. So, yeah, I really enjoyed having suppressive weapons in it. So, yep. Um, people, people talk, talk down to suppressive weapons, but like, Man, it was amazing having just three suppression weapons in my list. It's awesome. Even yep. against droids. Like, I panicked Magna Guard. <laughs> yep. So, and B2s. Um, anyway, uh, that's an. You guys got any other thoughts on swoops? Oh, the I, models I, are cool. Yeah. They, they look amazing. <laughs> the models look amazing. I, I um, have to say, I'm, I'm torn on the model stuff because they look great. Don't get me wrong. But. Good Lord, we are getting into the territory that Marvel Crisis Protocol's in where it is real hard to put these things together. They're going to look really hard. Have you opened this? Um, yep. Are, are the Shadow Collective models? Are they like... Yep. Okay. <laughs> um, I personally don't mind because I come from 20 years of playing 40K, uh, which has like, you know, even more so than this difficulty to assemble and paint. Um but yeah, I mean, there's, let's put it this way. I'm excited that there is a lot of hobby potential on swoops. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm I, sure that some people without, you know, the same hobby background are not as excited about that. Um, I mean, my, the, the Age of Sigmar army that I just found myself getting into is Night Haunt, which is a bunch of ghosts. And I don't think there's much harder, much harder things to put together than like a bunch of really spindly ghosts. So, yeah, no, that's fair. <laughs> I just I get it. I get why we're at where we're at. I just miss the days of it being like a body, a head, an arm and a leg yeah. and then moving on with my life. You know what I mean? It it was just an easier, more innocent time for for Jay. Yeah, the uh, I mean, Alex and Luke loved to use the lobster and boiling water analogy. Um, like their goal was always to make the models better and also more complex over time um clearly we're in that territory um but you know you're not a lobster in boiling water 
if you just don't enjoy that sort of thing, or if you're also like a new player coming to the game now, right? Um, you know, like if you're a dude that has played X-Wing and you're now coming to the game, like that's, yeah, you can put the core sets together and it's going to be pretty easy to get something table ready. But um, no, I get, what you're, I get where you're coming from. I personally appreciate the fact that um, there is a ridiculous amount of detail on these miniatures, but yeah, uh, yeah, I do. I just, you know, no, no, I, I get it. I listen, I, I don't have a lot of time in my life. And so, you know, when we first, when Legion first started, one of the things outside star Wars and the great, you know, game mechanics, one of the things that really brought me on board where I was a hundred percent sold was the easy models to put together coming from, from uh warhammer fantasy and yep. 40k and i was just like okay this can be easy to put together no problem and now we I, I, it's great don't get me wrong the models are beautiful but it's just like and i'm right back to where i started yep <laughs> <laughs> it's just, I, it takes me yeah. longer to glue these things together sometimes than it does to actually paint them so it gets real irritating there's there's days i get real irritated with it <laughs> Yeah, I mean, and and for people who don't want to put together the models, as a broke university student, find your local broke university <laughs> student, offer them buy a few models, and they will happily put them together for you. Um, You're gonna regret that. Oh, I send them to me. I'll put them together for you. I'll be okay. thrilled to do it. Um, but I mean, that sort of half joking, half serious. If if putting together models and stuff, uh, especially if you have a little bit of extra hobby money that you can spend um paying someone to do it or get like making arrangements with people is totally an option especially like if you really like painting but hate um assembly models often you can like do a swapsies and someone will assemble them for you and you paint them or vice versa yep so there's options to make your hobby as enjoyable as you want yep um all right real quick should we hit the five of first cards? Yep. Sure. Quick, quick. How do we do these ones? Quick. We can do them quick because we don't really know much about five of first other than the kind of cards. We just yes. say quick. It's not, it's never quick. <laughs> All right. Uh, here, we'll do this like a hot take, right? I'll, I'll read the card. You guys tell me in 60 seconds or less what you think of it. How's that? Okay. Okay. All right. Uh, two pip, tactical planning. Uh, two support or special forces units, five or force legion only. After a friendly support or special forces unit performs an attack against the unit that has a face-up order token, shuffle that token back into its order pool. This is pinned down, except you can also use special forces. Uh, real good. Jay? Uh, <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's I good. mean, I mean <laughs> what do you range, want from me? range, range five pinned down sounds pretty good. Yeah, echo with pin down. Um, an arc unit could potentially split fire five different ways. It's four or five. Anyway, four. If you have yeah. a grenade. Yeah. So it's this is a great effect. Pin down does not get used that often because um, you don't see a lot of empire heavies. Uh, I don't know why bike lists don't use it more because it's great. Um, kicking back face-ups is amazing. You can do things like force AI triggers, which is great. You can kick back face-ups. Uh, I mean, like usually when your opponent gives face-ups to a unit, it's because they want control of that unit. <laughs> so, um, I, I mean, control is important, but also like get sort of new ways to motivate, get sort of tax strike. Right, like um, it, it removes face-up effects. 
yeah. it's a perfect tax strike uh, counter because it's a two pip and tax strike is a yeah. three pip. So um, re removes the ability to fire. So oh. you cut out, but I think you said fire support. <laughs> Yeah, it removes the ability yeah. to fire support. Yeah. Oh God, what does it remove the ability to do? What did he say? <laughs> this is so important. Yeah, it's great. Yeah, it's great. Yep. Um, this is an this is an amazing effect, especially on yep. special forces units. Um, yep. I don't think you're going to be using this on ATRTs very much, but I don't know if they I mean, can unless, take. I don't know if they can take um, barks, but I could see it. On barks. Yeah, unless uh, unless RTs and or barks get a huge buff. Yeah. For, right. I mean, we, barks are fine. Barks don't need a buff. Barks are fine. Yeah. yeah. But like, I mean, this is the thing we don't really know about five on first train. Is, yeah, yeah. We we yeah. still don't know their org chart. Um, they didn't have any phase ones in yeah. the thing, which is a little bit concerning to me. If you got to run phase twos and you need full arc, that's going to be like eight activations. <laughs> but anyway, we'll 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 talk about that when well, we I don't ever. I don't think they ever said these would be competitive. No, in fact, they explicitly said that they were. Well, what they said is they were designed with theme in mind first. Now, um, not theme enough to give the empire e-webs, but you know, yeah. theme in mind. Yeah, no sure. e-webs in the box. So I don't really get that on the hot thing. But yeah, so um, I will say these card of force org considerations aside, which if it's as restrictive and potentially punishing as it seems to be, um, these card effects are really strong. Oh, yeah. uh, all right, lead from the front, one pip. Uh, when building a command, one commander unit, when building a command hand, treat this card as though it has two pips. After a friendly commander is issued an order by this card, choose three other friendly units within range one of the commander unit. Each chosen unit gains one aim or one dodge token. Hot fire. Yeah. Yeah, also amazing. <laughs> um, yep. Because what clones need is more tokens. So good <laughs> job. Not only is it a boatload of tokens, it is a one pip that does not go in a one pip slot. Um, yeah. <laughs> it's, I actually think the fact that this counts as a two pip is a little awkward because there's a lot of two pip competition in the list that you're going to be running with 501st. Yeah. Like if you're running Anakin, you're not cutting his two pip, right? Because it's arguably his best card. Um, if you're running Rex, you're not cutting. Uh, Air support, probably. Um, and then the card, the amazing card that we just read off, their version of pin down is also a two pip. So <laughs> um, <laughs> I don't know. That's a little awkward. Um, do we just lose Tim? Bye, Tim. Oh, I'm he's back. back. There he is. Yeah, let's get his little face down here, folks. Um, oh, it's tiny. Just face. keep him like that. Yeah, just keep yeah. it like that. <laughs> You're punished you just for having bad internet. <laughs> um uh, oh well all right uh three pip leaders of the 501st three special forces or core units uh permanent allied units within range one to two of a friendly anakin skywalker and or a friendly clone commander rex <laughs> obviously typo there is no clone commander rex yeah. um gain indomitable was he ever promoted to commander? I think he was like right near the end, right? Yeah, he was right at the end of uh, okay. Clone Wars. Right at the end of season yeah. seven, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, clearly that's supposed to say clone Captain Rex. Um, not quite as funny as the crit to block, but it's there. Well, I... um, what do you think of the card effect? <sighs> Again, <Yeah>. hot fire. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah, I mean, essentially, this gives your entire army indomitable, which is ridiculous. Like the whole game. Not, this is yep. not for one turn. This is the entire game. Um, <laughs> yeah, I hope I hope I hope that the card text on these is uh, specifically because of how restrictive the force <laughs> is, and not um, the trend indicative of what we're going to see AMG command cards look like. Yeah, I. I mean, listen, I think if it is restrictive, which we think it's going to be, yep. uh, this makes sense and makes it, it, it could potentially equal it out, right? For you, yeah. with, with, uh, if you're, if you're like a seven or an eight activation clone, regardless, like facing a 12 activation CIS list, well, you're going to need all of this to even like, right. you know, but yeah, it, I think it's hard to tell. It, it, yeah, I like all these cards. I think they're all really, really good. I think they're broken if you can get ten or more, act, nine or more activations. I think they're broken. I would say ten, I, I, but yeah, yeah. Because I think if you're doing I, I, nine, it's going to be like a bunch of clones. Yeah, uh, yeah. So like, I was playing around a little bit with like at current points values, assuming you can't take any phase ones. Also, assuming you can take a clone commander, which might be a little bit of a stretch, but. Um, and I could pretty reliably get to nine activations with somewhat decent looking lists with like three core heavy weapons and then two full arc teams and two strike teams, which is something they've said. Um, like you have to bring a strike team for each arc trooper, but it seems that the four arc troopers will be like what you can bring. Um, so this card, so in that list, I think this card really like may helps make up for your action deficit because everything's courage to or better because uh, I have fives in it. So indomitable means that you're rarely going to be suppressed as long as like, you don't have a unit that gets super suppressed or so whatever. So, cause that's often a problem with like nine activation lists is like suddenly a couple units get suppressed and you just don't have enough actions to do anything. Whereas suddenly if your entire army basically has indomitable, well, that kind of solves that problem. Not fully, but it really makes it more reliable. I think a lot of times you're probably going to see this card coming. <laughs> uh, I mean, you played on the first turn, right? Yeah, so you just don't have to worry yeah, about it for the entire game. That's what yeah. I'm saying. So, you know, you may, there might be some things you can do to affect it, you know, but Han is something I'm thinking of, but, you know, I think there's ways to, but yeah, I, I like I like I like all these. I, I like pin down. That's one of yeah. my favorite cards. So um, I like their version of it. That's a really good. I wish I could have it with uh, strike teams. That would oh, be yeah. nice. That'd be ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. But no, I, I like all this. I like what they're doing. They've been doing great work. So it's yeah. good. I just can't wait to, you know, I'm honestly, I think if you asked me a year ago, if we saw these, if I was worried, I'd be like, yeah, I'm real worried. But now that we've seen what they've been delivering, uh, especially with Shadow Collective, I, I'm I'm really not that concerned. I think they've been pretty aware of balance, um, so I'm I'm sure it's going to be restrictive enough that these are all fine. Yeah, and like based on what we've seen, you know, like we said, there were no phase ones in that battle report. They said you have to take a full arc. You know, you can't take Padme. So right, um, <clears throat> you know, I guess yeah. I think I think based on all that, these are the fact that these are ridiculous card effects is is fine in a five of first battle force. Yeah. No, I mean it's it's like 
the unfortunately for the box, like Anakin comes in the box, Rex doesn't. And it seems in my head at least that the only way you probably make this like competitive quote would be screw Anakin, put Rex in. Because <laughs> yeah, I think and, Anakin, you like you'd have trouble getting past eight. Like oh yeah, a lot I mean, of trouble getting past eight. A lot, a lot of trouble getting past eight. Um, and also like this three pip leaders of the five hundred first, like really roughs up against Anakin's cards that he wants to be playing. Yeah, it delays um, the power up, which is not good yeah. with respect to Anakin. Yeah, especially like this. I mean, this is a suddenly it's like oh, you wish you could play two command cards because like Indomitable on Anakin would be amazing because it helps prevent <laughs> flaw. Yeah. Yeah, you <laughs> might not even need to take endurance if you do that. Yeah. I mean, you still probably would want to, but yeah, but yeah. No. So anyway, I I think if you if when you buy the box because the box seems like a decent deal, uh, part of the box will be staple on uh, Rex onto that box. <laughs> you could do that at thefifthtrooper.com for all your Legion nice. needs. Use the code SWLegion at checkout for ten percent off. My my, look at look at that! Look at that segue. That was perfect cadence too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you guys got any final thoughts? I I want to say that I am overall excited by things that are happening. I think that you know uh, the Shadow Collective stuff looks great. It doesn't look overpowering at all it looks interesting and it's going to shake up the game in a good way not in a bad way not too much like i don't think in a month uh you know at nova gen con and or a couple months at gen con and nova and and these big events coming up or lvo and in january that we're going to see a completely different game i think we're just going to see more insane stuff which i think is great i think it's really really good for this game I agree. And I think it'll it'll probably take some time to equalize because everybody's gonna want to like try the new hotness. Yeah. You know? Um like people are gonna be throwing mercenaries in their list, whether they're good or not, for the next several tournaments. Well, um, I mean, yeah, right. We saw AA5s winning all kinds of tournaments for a while, and now you you're lucky to see one, but it's not because it's as I know, I know it got a hit. I understand. It, but it's and, it's still a good unit. And Iron Spider showed up. On yeah, the yeah, and which, Iron, yeah, yeah, absolutely wrecks AA5s. Yeah, of course. <laughs> but what I'm saying so, is, there, you know, there's still a good unit you could take and and mitigate yeah. some of the Ion Spider stuff. But you know, yeah, as new stuff comes out, you know, and then we'll get shocked by somebody that brings like a Veer's triple speeder bike list and wins everything all of a sudden because yeah. it's like we forgot that that was a thing. <laughs> you know, but uh, yeah. newsflash, rec or uh yeah, Veer's triple bikes is still really good. That I remember when that was like the best list yeah. in the game for several yeah. months, arguably. Um yeah, I, I remember games where you would have Veer's triple bikes and your opponent would have Vader Boba, and you, that, that was those were like <laughs> Yep. I'm I'm so excited about running Boba. Um <laughs> All right. Uh, uh, well, in general. Uh, I, I just have to do some shout outs to the six people who showed up for my Learn to Play Legion event at our local store. We don't so. do No, no, no. We don't do that here. No, 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 I'm no, just no, saying. No. I'm just kidding. Oh. Go ahead. Name all. And I, I, I don't name them, but oh, it's, okay. yeah, no, thanks for showing up. And then uh, to my top 16 invader opponent who, oh, internet. Oh, uh, my top 16 invader, uh, invader opponent who, Yeeted me from the tournament. Uh, thank you, Safsu from France. 
Uh, <laughs> salut and bon chance to the rest of the tournament. I did. I did promise to do a shout out, and I forgot about it until just now. And you did yours. <laughs> Christ Almighty! <laughs> <laughs> um, this is from the the fifty two eighty Legion of Colorado. So um, they're doing a forty person tournament on August twenty seventh, twenty eighth, at Tacticon twenty twenty two. I don't know what that is, but there you go, Tony Hunter. I'd like to do a shout out. <laughs> this is to Chicken Nugs, my favorite chicken, who's still alive. Love you, chicken nugs. You're the best. Did you did you find the fox? Oh, uh, I uh, no. <laughs> <He's>, <laughs> uh, he and I are having an, uh, a forever battle of wits, and uh, foxes are really smart. That saying yep. is is true. So we're really struggling, but chicken nugs is doing all right. She comes and visits me a lot, and uh, she's the only one of two chickens that likes to actually be picked up. So me and Chicken Nugs, we we have adventures in the yard. So shout out to you, Nugs. I know you're listening to this. And uh, yeah. there you go. Enjoy your uh, yeah. cracked corn tomorrow. Good old foxes, the canine hardware running feline software. Yeah, dude. I've <laughs> never heard that expression. That's really good. We have a lot of foxes in our neighborhood. Yes. Um, I don't have chickens, so I'm not as concerned about it. But I do have I do have cats. Yeah, I have a cat that decided it wanted to be an outdoor cat uh, this summer, so that's a fun game. And then the chickens, so I got a lot of yeah things that are in danger. <laughs> I, I in my experience, they do. I don't know how big your cat is, but they do not go after cats generally because cats will scratch them in the face. Yeah, um, they'd rather go after, some, after something that does not have so many pointy bits on it. <laughs> Which is interesting. Yeah, I guess chickens aren't as. That's what I've heard. If yeah. your cat gets eaten by a fox, uh, I don't want. Tell Rachel. Kyle said it was okay. And Kyle's really smart. <laughs> I mean, who knows? Maybe your cat is kind of smallish and it's a really big fox. I don't know. My, my cat's just stupid, which he is. Or it could be that too. Yeah. Maybe he'll want to like snuggle with the fox or something. I don't know. That would not surprise me. <laughs> um, all right. Well, let's end this thing. Um, we are the Notorious Scoundrels. I'm Kyle. I'm Jay. I'm Timbo. Stay fresh, cheese bags. <laughs>